0: Wistful Thinking is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome to Wistful Thinking, the podcast where we revisit pop culture from our youth to see if it's as good all grown up. <laughs> did, Why are you, you all. <laughs> she's already laughing at me. What did I do?
1: I don't know. It sounded like you said you.
0: <laughs> Maybe pop I did. culture from our youth. Maybe see, I did. That's good all What of it? I feel like I can tell you like which of my friends dads that I was friends <laughs> with in, you know, northern New Jersey, yeah, like her super Italian dad yeah. said that. What are you youths doing? Utes <laughs> Um, I'm Jordan pullen Clark and with me is my co host, Gale O'Regan.
1: I was gonna say hello like one of those dads would, but I couldn't think of
0: what I would say?
1: What would they say? Yo, <laughs> I
0: don't know.
1: Yo, yo. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, welcome, welcome. We're in a new month. We don't super have a theme, except we have chosen two high school movies, which is not, yeah. I mean, but like. We have done many high school I know. It's like it doesn't that's even. Not really that's not really. Wait, what
1: is the other thing we're doing this month?
0: Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker. Okay. Let's not tell anyone the one that we did for this, but let's tell them the next one. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. This is, okay, just to set I'd the stage it. a little bit. Cara, okay, it's 4.30 right now. Kara and I were supposed to start at 4 o'clock, but I had to leave to cry for 30 minutes. is very tired. So I took a nap. So that's my where on. we are starting this. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Which is, like, basically ideal, ideal, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Circumstances. Oh. Yes, ideal, for podcasting. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um you know how you want your co-hosts like loopy and like kind of thinking about other stuff like pretty tired their eyes were just exploding or closed <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay uh so we want. well do you want to tell them or should I tell them <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably you oh, probably we watch- you
0: we watched Can't Hardly Wait um, from 1998, starring, let's see how many people I can list without ya actually boy. looking it up. Ethan you ready? Embry.
1: It's your boy. Ethan yeah.
0: Emery, Seth Green, Lauren Ambrose, uh, Charlie Ooh, By the something. way,
1: last month we watched two movies we didn't really like. We both really liked this one. Yay, yay. But I realized while I was watching this that the through the entirety of idle hands which i basically thought was this movie i had been waiting that whole time for lauren ambrose to show up
0: oh that's so disappointing because she's so amazing (laughs) do you know that there are three actors from six feet under in this there's actually more than that like no yeah but
1: like three people that you like see and you're like oh they were on six feet under but like a couple of the other ancillary characters too wow
0: cool Mm -hmm. um okay a lot of buffy people in this too yeah, yeah, there are a lot of Buffy people in this. Um, okay, who else? Melissa Joan Hart's in this. Um Peter What's his last name? <laughs> who cares? Um <laughs> a bunch oh, the of people kid that was in Claire Talk. Duvall. Or yeah, Claire Charlie Duvall Charlie Cosmo, that's his name. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was just trying to think of. Yeah, I, I mean so many people that we've seen in other stuff. Also. and Meyer,
1: and and Meyer, Donald. Yeah, so many people from Clueless in this movie. Just them two else, just those two. Oh, the girl that played Summer from Clueless. Oh, she... you're right. Oh my
0: God, do you know who else is in this? Wait, who? are you? Do you watch The Good Place? Sometimes. Um, Eleanor Shellstrop's mom, Donna Shellstrop is in this. Oh, is that Leslie Grossman? Mm, probably. <laughs> you want me to remember their names? Okay. Never mind. Um, did we say Jennifer Love Hewitt? Did we skip her? <laughs> Jenna Elfman. Jenna Elfman, yeah. Um, Charlie O'Connell, one of. Mm, I, or the, the other, other one. Other one, maybe. I don't know which one's which.
1: The the particularly handsome one.
0: Aren't they twins? Yeah, but I think, like,
1: one's, like, slightly hotter than the other. I'm not probably. entirely yeah, sure. Yeah, I
0: believe you. someone yeah. Blair.
1: Freddie Rodriguez. He was yeah. on six feet under people.
0: Um, Jason Siegel in his mu- movie debut. <laughs>
1: Doing something real weird with a watermelon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Oh, maybe we got all the good ones?
1: I, probably not, though. There's so many There's so people. many.
0: Okay, so... All I kept thinking was how much fun it would be. Okay, wait. Before. Well, well, let's explain this movie if you've never seen it. It sounds much more boring than it actually is. Um, Oh, Jamie Presley. That's the other one. Mm -hmm. I love her. Mm -hmm. Okay,
1: Yeah, she's Um, great.
0: Her outfit is so good. Okay, so Can't Hardly Wait is a movie from 1998 about a high school graduation party. Um, The protagonist is Ethan Embry. Plays a character named Preston Myers who's like not nerdy but not cool. He's just like regular. He is shops at vintage store guy. He's the writer who shops at vintage stores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has been in love with Amanda Beckett played by Jennifer Love Hewitt for like all of high school but she was dating this dumb jock who broke up with her. Um, on graduation day so now she's single and he's like this is it I'm going to do it um Lauren Chad Ambrose Michael
1: Murray is not Chad Michael Murray nope different person with three names never mind keep
0: talking <laughs> okay <laughs> um a, oh, Lauren Ambrose plays his best friend they go to the party together um but get separated so you follow them both separately at the party she ends up locked in a bathroom with Seth Green um who they used to be best friends when they were very small and haven't talked since like sixth grade um sean patrick thomas was the person like he's in know. this where yeah
1: he's one of the shitty the guy that jumps dumps jennifer love hewitt his shitty friends oh one it's, of the jocks yeah it's like sean okay. patrick thomas freddie rodriguez and like a couple other dudes
0: Okay. Uh. Yeah. Okay. They all look like they're forty years old. I looked it I up. Know. They're actually well, it's not. A high but they. Movie. No. But they were all only like twenty. Like they weren't. It wasn't like so crazy. They just all looked so old. I don't know. Mm. Um. So. Um. Did I miss any like really important plot points? You kind of just follow all these kids around this party all night.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's a movie that takes place. I guess over the course of one day. Well, at first you're at graduation. I'm not sure if it's the same day as graduation. I, no, I but think the majority it's like graduation of the movie night. Takes place over that one night, yeah. And it's just like all of these different storylines kind of intersecting with each other at this wacky party. That's very fun.
0: Yeah, and they all have, like, if you read the credits, they all have really incredible names because there are so many people who just show up for one second. It's not even worth it to try to name them. So they're called, like... Like, the girl whose party it is is just credited as the girl whose party it is. Um, Let's see. The nerds are credited as X-File number one and X-File number two because they're clearly obsessed with X-Files because that was, like, cool in a nerdy way in 1998. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a klepto kid who just walks around the whole movie in the background stealing stuff. Jason um, Segel is credited as Watermelon Guy. Yep. All of the jocks' girlfriends are just called Girlfriend 1, 2, and 3. All the jocks are just called <laughs> Jock 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and I guess they kind of have real names, but eh. um There's a girl... Uh, the suck and blow girl is girl ready to have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, Donna Shellstrop is ready to have her sex husband. girl's friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is Leslie Grossman. I was right. I love her. She was on that show popular. Did you ever watch that? No, I didn't watch that. Oh, it was great. There's another, uh, actress from popular in this movie too.
0: Yeah. The girl who gives the great speech about, um, the, how everyone is sheep. Mm hmm. Yeah. I like that part. I like her. Uh, yeah, so they're credited in a fun way. Um so I kept thinking how much fun it would be to be an extra in this because if you watch the extras in the background they're always doing super weird <laughs> stuff. It's great. And then I remembered that I did do that once. There was um uh, there was an onion video um from almost probably almost 10 years ago now. Um called oh dang it was called apartment fire when we made it i'm sure it had some more complicated fun headline than that but the story was um a story about how like at an end a fire started in an nyu dorm and the way that um police found out what happened is that they just collected photos and videos from like everybody's dumb cell phone from the party Police um, and then, through 40,000
1: incident yeah, party pics to find cause of dorm fire.
0: <laughs> okay, so you know how that was made? They legit just threw a party. Everybody got wasted, <laughs> and they filmed it. And there was, like, you know, there was a bunch of stuff that was scripted out where it was, like, okay, this has to happen, this has to happen. But they legit, yeah. like, you had to bring your cell phone, you had to take pictures on your cell phone and videos all night, and then just, like, share them. And that's how the whole thing got put together. So. Watching the extras in this party made me think of that. Yeah. I was...
1: I'm, like, watching this video now to see if I see you in the background. But I'm um, in
0: one part of it super briefly in one of the photos. <laughs> it's so
1: funny. It was from May of 2019. Oh, I see you. Ah! It's yep. just the corner of your face? Yep. Yeah, that's so funny. Okay. Anyway. Um, what was... Oh, and Rachel Bloom is in
0: this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. I, I don't want to. I did not like her when I interned with her. No, I know. We've talked I, about this. We have. I, I feel like I shouldn't record it. I'm sure she's amazing. I'm sure her show is amazing. I don't it is amazing. not so good. She made me yeah. nuts when I interned with her. And just like, like, I didn't even really work with her. Just like sitting near her. She was yeah. a very distracting human being. <laughs> yeah. Well
1: theater kids. Always loud people um wait what was I gonna say something about this movie that we watched now I don't remember what were you saying
0: I don't know okay so okay you've never seen this before until today yeah no
1: no I had seen it but you like couldn't find it it in your brain came out and I maybe saw it at some other time I basically thought that the plot of this was idle hands. It That's was like so
0: fascinating. Is it just because yeah. Seth Green has dark hair in both of them? I guess so, but his hair is redder in this one. Yeah, I guess it's not as. It's not like he just dyed it from a like eight dollar <laughs> store box two socks ago. In this one. Yeah.
1: No. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. Um, but I found it so fun. Oh, I never remember what I was gonna say. That the house that this takes place in was more modest I think that I had remembered it being or and or has been replaced in my brain with like a hundred other teen party houses yeah I think that's in my brain
0: yeah like I think that's what I meant when I said like this movie doesn't like sound like it's anything because there's so <laughs> many other movies that do like all the exact same plot points mm-hmm. um but the like the writing is pretty okay in this and yeah the, I think it's and really the cast funny. is great like yeah the Even, like, the, like, kind of peripheral characters who only show up for one or two scenes being kind of cartoony. Like, they all bring something to whatever Mm -hmm. type of person they're trying to be that, like, really fleshes out the, the whole movie. Yeah, and it all feels
1: very tangible and, like, very, like... Yes, it's a heightened reality, but still very real. Like, it's all like, of these, like, these are all people that we all went to high school. Yes.
0: With. And they're all yeah. shoved together in one room for the last time. And it's, like, it's also, like, you're you're kind of watching everybody, like, also size each other up for the last time, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, and some of them are, like, blah, fuck it. This doesn't matter anymore. And some of them are still, like, very attached to whoever their high school identity was. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like uh, Melissa Joan Hart's entire character.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, she's, like, perfectly annoying. I love it. Yeah, she's so good. Um, This does a really good job
1: of being, a, like, a yearbook movie, which it, like, li- kind of literally is in the framing of it. They, like, all the main characters, they, like, show their yearbook photo and, like, their, like, the activities they were involved in and what they're, you know, where they're going after high school and their senior quote but it also the way that it's like edited and constructed feels to me like it's put together almost like a yearbook itself yeah the movie
0: yeah oh I like that yeah do you want to talk about the shoes
1: um first I would like to read so the kid that plays the nerd who like infiltrates the party he's the valedictorian of the senior class and gets to have this like incredible um kind of ascent into like what it's like to be a popular person and has this like really triumphant moment where he like sings guns and roses to the whole party but um when his character is first introduced and we see his yearbook photo and all of his activities i just wanted to read the list because it made me laugh oh you have the
0: whole list yeah cool okay uh
1: valedictorian national merit scholar captain state physics State Physics Bowl Team, Captain, State Math Olympics Team, State Math Champion, State math or state Spelling Bee Champion, National Human Spirit Award, State Science Fair First Prize, Honor Roll Recipient, Perpetual Motion Award from Space Camp. Space Camp is in parentheses. Soapbox Derby Champion, Eagle Scout, Rotary Club, French Club, Spanish Club, Mandarin Chinese Club, German Club, Dead Romance Languages Club, large, <laughs> large Wooden Club, Math Club, Spelling Bee Club, Debate Team Computer Club, Brighter Minds Society, Inventors Club, Anti-Athletic Club, Klingon Language Club, Kite Club, um, www.com club. Oh, that's funny, uh, because it was the 90s and the internet. Uh, Yeah, they make fun
0: of him at one point. They're like, why don't you go home and play with your computer?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and the next thing on the list is the Bill Gates Society, Classical Music Club, Stonecutters, which is from The Simpsons, actually, Uh, Dungeons and Dragons Club parentheses founder magic the gathering club parentheses founder secret society junior harvard club parentheses founder megabyte club physics club latin club math olympics academic decathlon and chess club chess club wow Mm mm-hmm um yeah so the shoes at some point I wrote down what this movie does with shoes exclamation point.
0: I also wrote that down well, cuz at the beginning they show it's like you hear like murmurings of like talking during the high school mm-hmm. graduation and it's just shots of everybody's shoes. Yeah. So already so many shoes. But like it's
1: all of these character archetypes in their shoes. Yes. It's incredible. Cause like Ethan Embry is wearing a pair of, uh, like hush puppies with like striped earth tone socks and, uh, a pair of like, it looked like vintage Dickies that he was wearing with those. Um, And then somebody else is wearing these like fuzzy leopard print pants with Doc Martens underneath. And somebody else is wearing like loafers with no socks. It's, it's amazing.
0: It's well, so then later a shoe, a shoe helps start the, the journey of the letter. Not just any shoe. It's a perfect shoe. It's a platform sandal. <laughs> it's a perfect 1998 shoe. Yeah, it's like it's like a Skechers like chunky mm-hmm. platform sandal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Seth Green and Lauren Ambrose are in the bathroom together, they make fun of each other's shoes, mm-hmm. and they're both correct. <laughs> uh, I f- this. Like this, feel like the way that like Clueless was a study on 90s fashion. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like a, almost a more realistic, I mean, it's a, just a less California study on 90s fashion, <laughs> like a more East Coast. Yeah, and I think less
1: um, like because Clueless kind of is a bit refracted by this, like, kids. With wealth yeah, spectrum, and, yeah. Whereas, like not, this movie yeah. is not necess- like it's not like these kids are by any means working class, but like some of them might be. Yeah, some of them might be, but at the same time, it's not this like mansion that they're at this party, and like it's like a very nice like upper middle class house. So, but like not, you know. um The columns date all the way back to 1970s. No, yeah, uh, <laughs> but um. Yeah, so this uh the but also like clueless was 95 and this is 98 which honestly is a whole century like between them I feel like you know like fashion-wise and and that clueless was so um influential and iconic that this and the fact that this movie came after that, it's like directly informed by that. But also like nineteen ninety eight was a completely different aesthetic than nineteen ninety five even was.
0: Definitely. And there they was, really nailed it. <laughs> I'm going to – I I took other clothing notes. I just – I'm going to – I would like to go through my notes and read out loud what they were. Yeah, I, I could have taken a lot more, but I just – there were just a few things that I was like, oh, yeah, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Well, first of all, I love Jamie Presley's matching outfit. She has, like, that bra top and that skirt that are, like, the same ugly nine. Yeah. Oh my god, just so many flower prints. Hers wasn't like so flower printy, but like so many. Yeah, and like, it was like
1: gray kind of satin. It's perfect. weirdly constructed too tight situation.
0: Um, shiny yeah. shirts. There's some men wearing so shiny many. shirts. And mesh shirts. Yeah. Yep. I, I was just about to say that. Um, also one of the jocks is wearing like tearaway Adidas pants. Mm. And Freddie Rodriguez
1: has these uh yellow tinted sunglasses which I also owned a pair of. Yeah, at that exact I know time. exactly
0: the ones. And then um uh Ethan Emery is wearing like a long sleeve t-shirt with like a mm-hmm. like a short sleeve button down over it. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a yellow and white ringer tee that he has on underneath like a yes. baseball kind of style shirt and then the button down shirt that he's wearing on top of it is like a purple blue black printed with circles like overlapping rings and yeah. then what pants does he he wear it's just like another pair of like i think his pants are normal dickies yeah but still got those hush puppies on his feet and
0: he wears that red jacket at the end mm-hmm. that like suede um there's there's a lot of, like, clips and multiple ponytails. Mm-hmm. Like, not where you think they would be placed. And, like, <laughs> hair clipped up that could fit into the ponytail, but it didn't. Well, it was the 90s. Well oh, I know. Um, Let's see. That might be all my clothing notes.
1: Well, I mean, Seth Green's whole crew. I know. You know. Yes. I like He's got on, like, down. Jinkos. Yeah, and the goggles and the upside down visor that his friend is wearing, and then his other friend is wearing just a bike chain around his neck, like a necklace, a charm necklace. Another yep. one.
0: And then he's got on like dog tags the next day. is Did you have any other clothing notes? That's what I'm looking for right mm-hmm. now.
1: I think it might have covered most of them. Yeah, I think that covers all the stuff that I wrote down, but... If we could sit down and watch it together, we could just point at the screen,
0: yeah, and be like, "Ooh, ooh!" (laughs) Like over and over again. Yeah. Um. The the there's so much Eve six in this movie. (laughs) Mm -mm. The soundtrack it's perfect.
1: And a lot of uh, Smash Smash Mouth's "Walking on the Sun," which they play when the camera is looking at the feet. Isn't it?
0: No, isn't it? I can't get enough of you, baby.
1: That might also be in this movie, but Walking on the Sun is definitely in yeah. this movie. And Twice. then there's
0: at least one Blink-182 song. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the senior quote that Jennifer Love Hewitt's character has is a Jewel quote. I'd rather see the world from a different angle.
0: Jewel. Have we talked about how much I love Jewel?
1: I I don't think we have because I, too, love Jewel <laughs> <She's> <laughs> so much. She's so great. great.
0: She's so good. <laughs> Uh, Recently, and very by accident, we had like a dual sing-along in our living room, just like totally impromptu. All of a sudden, there was like three of us being like, but I love this song, put on the next one, I love this song.
1: (laughs) She's great. I think I only ever had her first two albums, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, same,
0: I didn't get a lot farther than that.
1: And I think I did own her poetry book at one point.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But I hate poetry, so didn't hang on to it.
0: There's also a lot of Third Eye Blind. Oh, and that really good sneaker pimp song. Mm. The song that plays when Jennifer Love Hewitt walks into the party. I'm not sure if my brain registered that. It's a good song. It was like a one-hit wonder from this time period. Mm. Uh, I I think this... First of all, this was written and directed by a male-female team, a duo.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And you can tell. Mm Mm-hmm. they, Because they, I think it's not perfect, there's some not great stuff, but they take a lot of kind of tropes that could be problematic and they start there and then don't go quite where you think they're going to go.
1: Yeah, or they draw them out to like, like the, like Seth Green's crew who are like, you know, these white suburban white kids pretending to be black kids like which is like absurd and stupid and ridiculous and then it like kind of draws it out to a point that that like not just makes them look like idiots but like really kind of uh also puts them in their place you know
0: yeah and even lauren ambrose calls him out on it she's like Mm -hmm. dude you're white (laughs) Um, and then he ends up being, you know, once, like, she kind of calls him out on that, he actually has a personality that you can see and is, like, kind of endearing and, like, you know, dumb. But, you know, there's more there. Right. And then I like that, like, the Ethan Emery, like, Lauren Emrose friendship is, like, a non-sexual, like, male-female Yeah, I like, love that really so much. Like, a really sweet friendship. Because I was
1: expecting it. I could, because I didn't remember what actually like happens in this movie or like how it shakes out who ends up with who, I kind of expected them to get together at the end. And
0: I loved that it never even almost happens. No, not even a little bit. They joke about how they dated for one week in eighth grade. And she actually says a really great thing that I wrote down, which I am going to look up so I don't mess it up. She said he's like... He's like, were you this much of a bitch when we dated? And she said, yeah, I was a bitchy eighth grader that whole week, actually. (laughs) And then – so that was right. So they go to the party together, and then he he leaves her because, like, he has his mission, you know, to find the girl. Mm -hmm. And, like, he – this is, like, they're so sweet. Like, he's, like, are you going to be okay? Because, like, she's not a social person, like, you can tell. Um, She's, like, super rejected most of the people at the party, um, you know, a long time ago. And he's, like, are you going to be okay? And she's, like, yeah, 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 I'm fine. And then he leaves her and, like, you see her alone. And you see she her has... face when she's alone. And she has that, like, moment of, like,
1: tie at the party. Yes, <laughs> where she's just sitting there and she, like, takes off her jacket and then she puts her jacket back on and she's just, like, doesn't know what to do with her hands.
0: And I feel like I've been that oh, at I've, so absolutely. many parties. Like, I, I I cried when I saw that happen. I was just like, oh, oh no. Yeah. I understand. That's always me. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, honestly, I mostly just don't go to parties anymore where if that's going to happen to me, like, why am yeah. there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I, I definitely identify with her character a lot because her yearbook thing was like activities, none. Future plans, NYU. And then the quote, I think it was like an Oscar Wilde quote or something that was like, true friends stab you from the front. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that would have been something I would have said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I also was not a joiner. Um, I love the band in
0: this. The band that never plays.
1: The band that never plays a single song. And just as they're about to, the co- the party gets raided by the cops. But it's a uh, Brick and Meyer who's like dressed up like Gossams Austin Powers. powers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Donald Faisan is on the drums. And he keeps trying to wear this stupid hat. Yeah. And they get I feel like okay, I feel like I that's a real fight that everybody's had with somebody oh. about a stupid hat.
1: That's a real fight that every band has, yes. Not
0: just bands. Like, I feel like I've had that fight with people.
1: About a hat?
0: Yes. About, like, that has stupid, why are you wearing that hat? Why would you interfere with other people's hat
1: game? I love hats. I mean... Hats are a great way to express yourself.
0: I know. I'm just saying, I feel like that's a... I feel like there's much disagreement about hats.
1: Yeah, that's true. In
0: general. Which is I'm not why trying to take away anyone's hat,
1: I'm just... Is that, if you don't like my hat, you can fuck all the way off. I say
0: that every time I put on a hat. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then they fight about whether or not it's okay to wear your band's <sighs> shirt. If you're in the band. Yeah.
1: Um, but these, many of these same guys were also in Josie and the Pussycats as oh. du jour. Because the same people made it, right? yeah. Well, yeah. so Breckenmeyer's wife in real life is the woman half well, of Not the anymore. Writer. They're divorced oh, okay. now. Well, at one point they were married to each other. Yes. And they also made Josie and the Pussycats,
0: which is another
1: movie that we have to do. We with.
0: haven't done that, right?
1: No. and we, we just talk do. about it all the it's time? so good. My yeah. sister has to
0: come on if we do it. She loves that movie. <laughs> okay. I think I keep mixing it up with Spice World. Which we have done. Yeah. Did I tell you the Josie and the Pussycat soundtrack is finally on Spotify? Mm Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. Yeah. I love it. There are still more male-based stories than female-based stories. Yeah. As far as, like, main plot points go. Um... And well, and the Jennifer Love Hewitt character is interesting because she is playing what we can only assume to be like a reformed mean girl. Yeah. Like very recently reformed, <laughs> but like she, like it's it it's she's so not a mean girl that I almost find it unbelievable. Like like when you put her next to all the the other three girls who date yeah, the other like, jocks, what it- like. What? how are you ever friends
1: yeah you've been hanging out for the last four years like what i, I this doesn't make any sense to me yeah yeah
0: but I, so i have a little trouble with that part because like yes i believe you can change but it's like she's done a complete 180 so fast that Maybe i find she it unbelievable. like
1: just got that jewel cd like a month ago you know <laughs> and she's just like been in her room listening to Jewel and thinking about seeing the world from a different angle and having feelings, you know, and then she gets dumped by this guy and she realizes that that everything is an illusion.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, like, this is what she wanted all along, and she's actually a very different person than she thought she was. And then, well, and then, so, like, I also have a problem with, like, this trope that exists in this movie of, like, a dude swooning over a hot girl for four years and thinking he's in love Mm -hmm. with her, even though he doesn't know her at all. And then her finding out and being like, oh, yeah, okay. But, like, in a way, like, that's what this character needed in that moment like yeah. she needed somebody to see her as a whole human which whether or not like his love for her is based in reality, he did see her as a whole human, although he was in love with her because she was hot like um but like she needed that and he well, was yeah that.
1: because the guy that dumped her is like an abusive piece of shit like when he comes in and like in any other movie, he would come in and be like, "I realize I love you, and we should start together," and then they get back together and blah 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 blah. But in this, she's like, "No, fuck that. This is ridiculous." She
0: was like, "You suck. Please go away." You suck.
1: Yeah. But then he's like, "No one's going to want you," which is like textbook textbook abusive yeah. behavior yeah you know but, so but
0: but then what happens right after that is like super gross she gets like hit on like well, so she has gross. to run
1: a like gauntlet like a literal gauntlet of men being like of, of just hitting on her one after the other after the other they all see that she's like now finally single and on the market and like i actually i really uh I didn't appreciate their behavior, but I appreciated the way that they showed that kind of gauntlet.
0: Yeah, it was really icky. Yeah.
1: It was interesting.
0: They did kind of do the thing, though, where, like, like I feel like they did, you know, in um, She's All That, Rachel A. E. Cook is, like, a nerd, and then they take her ponytail down, and she's hot.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: feel like they did the opposite in this, where, like, for the whole movie, Jennifer Love Hewitt's hair is down, and then once she's, like... Made this transformation where she finds out who Preston is, and she goes to look for him the next she day. Has a it's a half like ponytail. her hair's in a ponytail. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a half ponytail. Actually, I happened to. You're t- right, and t- it is a
0: braid before that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, she's gone through a transformation. She has a different hairstyle. She. I have some hot dog comments. Oh yeah. Oh my God! Their school mascot is a hot dog.
0: Like re- what? like what I mean at least it's not racist I yeah which is my
1: response to all weird school
0: mascots do you think it's a hot dog or do you think it's like a a dog that they call a hot dog (laughs) well the
1: way that you said hot dog I thought that you were saying do you think it's like a sexy dog (laughs) like a dog that's on fire Or, like, a temperature hot dog that's (laughs) having a hard time regulating its body temperature. Like, any of that, to me, is less
0: weird than if it was an actual actual hot dog. dog.
1: Yeah, Yeah. but they sell hot dogs at sporting events.
0: (laughs) It doesn't make it the mascot. I don't know.
1: I think a hot dog is a fine team mascot.
0: They're delicious. I mean, obviously, I love hot dogs, and I'm happy when they show up anywhere, but I was like, wait, I need more context. I don't understand. (laughs) Oh, the other thing that I'm like, okay, I can't buy into this, is that there are no parents anywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. like... Where's the, the This is the day that they graduated high school. How <laughs> is it that this girl's parents are away and then mm. Preston is leaving the next day to like go presumably far away and he goes to the train station by himself. Yeah. And and all the other teenagers like it's just like I don't you definitely saw your parents a lot more than that.
1: and they didn't just send you off and they wouldn't leave me alone
0: yeah they don't just send you off to college like you drive yourself to the train station and then take your bags and go to college they do in the movies sometimes there's there well and there's two so the girl whose party it is she's like my parents are away and then the one of the jocks and one of the girlfriend he's like yeah but her parents are away so we can go back to her house blah blah whatever so um, all of all of the adults in this entire town away. seem to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different movie. Where where are they?
1: Hmm. It's a real uh, nightmare scenario of like worst worst case scenario for when you throw a party at your house. You know, like of people just like trashing the place. I was thinking yeah. about that a lot. When that girl is freaking out. And she's incredible.
0: House. Like her, cause she starts off like, she starts off like so put together, like greeting everybody mm-hmm. at the door and then like slowly loses it as yeah. stuff starts to escalate. And like her energy Unravels. level is perfect. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed her a lot. I wish that, um... And I have this thought every time I see somebody eat a weed brownie or something in a movie that I wish that edibles worked in real life as fast as they do in
0: movies. Yeah, in real life it's problematic how slow they are. Um, Ethan Embry has a scene to the same Dire Straits song that he has a scene to in Empire Records. I know. I love it.
1: At one point, there's a distant shot of somebody doing flips in the party's yard. And that's <gasps> I didn't see that. Ethan Embry, did you know that in addition to acting, he was an award-winning gymnast what? from a very young age?
0: I did not know that. How about that? Long I videos. I thought that you would appreciate that. Seth Green does a pretty good split in this movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and like that like like his legs are very far apart, and you actually have to be really strong to hold yourself up the way that he did, I mean, he yeah. fell eventually, but <laughs> I was impressed,
1: yeah, he was doing some interesting acrobatics there, uh, really trying to be as prepared as possible. I love that little sack that he carries around, I know it's of... like
0: that's he's like very sweet, yeah, yeah, uh, kinda. Yeah, like, exactly, kind of, (laughs) yeah. It's like he, it's, but it's like he's fighting an internal battle of, like, what the world has told him sex Mm -hmm. is, and these actually very sweet, like, real instincts he has about sex. Yeah. Um, And that, you kind of see that play out a little bit.
1: Yeah. I, I really enjoy him in this movie. I think he, like, really shines
0: he always shines cuz he's perfect. It's so true. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. But this is a this is a movie I watched like hundreds of times because of how much I love him. Yeah. And loved and, him when I was 13.
1: Yeah, and Ethan Embry in this. I I I messaged you while I was watching it that I get it now. I get why you thought he was so cute.
0: I know. I love I love that you get it now.
1: Yeah, he's his
0: he's got he has a very nice
1: smile. Yeah, and he's very cute in this movie. Um, I hate the uh, like homophobic humiliation plan.
0: I think that was the thing that showed up the most in this. Is that there is a lot of homophobia in this? Yeah. Like of all the things we kind of watch out for, that were like, eee, that one showed up a lot.
1: Yeah, which and. Uh- as a product of 1998 is again to be expected, unfortunately. Um, but like, that was one of the few things that I was like, ah, this is, this is ruining my enjoyable movie buzz.
0: Yeah. And then like, you know, when, when Amanda, um, like embarrasses Mike by not taking him back like in the middle of the party like someone yells out fag and they all think yeah. it's hilarious like it's like there's yeah. one more that I was like Ugh.
1: yeah I mean my, my initial reaction to that was as always like Ugh. but at the same time it was it was interesting um I guess kind of as a character development moment for him because he has so often been on the other side of hurling that yeah. slur, you know? So for him to be on the receiving end of it, like it changes the dynamic. Not that it's okay or that I want to like see it in movies, but I just was, um, I don't know. Interesting is not the word. But words are failing me at the moment.
0: No, so. I know what you mean, though. It was like, it was like a was a learning moment for him. Because then, right away after that, he goes and apologizes to right. the nerd. Yeah. And they become friends for the night. For,
1: it would seem... Ten more minutes? 45 minutes, yeah. Well, then they go to jail at together,
0: most. though. And he takes a hit for him. That's true. And then it's back to business as usual the next day. Mm-hmm. Because he's never going to change. Nope. I love that uh
1: his whole plan for like he, him and his bros to dump their girlfriends um at the beginning of the summer and then he's the only one that does it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he keeps being mad at them. <laughs> yeah, for not doing it and they have. keep finding reasons not to do it.
1: Yeah. I really like Jenna Elfman in this too. I always like yeah. her. Yeah. But um I think she injects a necessary um, some some real world toughness. I guess well, she's into this. she's
0: also the only adult. In yeah, it.
1: that's the word I was looking for. Some adultiness.
0: But uh, but at the same time, like she like kind of validates and relates to she she ends up talking to Ethan Emory in a parking lot after he leaves the party for a minute um it's like sh- she helps him be a little bit more adult and he helps her be a little bit more 16 year old mm-hmm
1: learning from each other mm, I think that's all my notes that's all my notes too cool
0: this is a good one. Watch this yeah. one.
1: Yeah. What a relief. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we've watched some real bad, or not like real bad stuff. It's just when yeah, you do too many bad, stuff. like not great things in a row, it uh, it's a cumulative effect. You know? I do know.
0: Have you watched anything else good lately? Mm, no. I rewatched Death Spa last week, mm-hmm. and it's incredible. I think you talked about that on the last episode. Oh, really? No. Yeah, that's really? why
1: that picture of that butt. Had is... I watched? I
0: don't think I had watched it again yet, though. Oh, okay. I, you like, just
1: said that you ordered the DVD.
0: I no, I had bought it on Amazon, but then I was like, I was like, I don't want to watch this alone. Like I've seen this already. Like I have to bring this to new people. So I was like waiting for friends to watch it with me and I finally talked two people into watching it with me and they Mm. loved it as much as I did oh good glad to hear it it's perfect um but that might be it I am actively watching The Good Place and Mr. Robot and I think that's like all I have time for kind of yeah what about you
1: um, I watched a J Lo movie from last year called Second Act, that I really I appreciated and enjoyed. It's she uh, plays this woman who is working in retail and she lets her hair be very frizzy, and I was like, "Wow, J Lo." Allowing herself to look like a real woman. Uh, I <laughs> I respect it. Um, so she's like working in retail. And she's like feeling really stalled. But she's like up for this promotion. And she doesn't get the promotion. And her godson like puts together this like online presence. That makes it look like she's like gone to Harvard and stuff and whatever. And then she gets this job as a consultant for this like cosmetics company. And, uh, has to deal with, you know, juggling her kind of false identity and trying to make it in this very different type of workplace. And I, uh, really enjoyed it. I love a movie about a woman in her forties in general, you know, yeah, having this second act in her life, um, you know, it, it it's her, it, it could be really, like, a buddy comedy between her and Leah Remini, who, like, plays her best friend. I mean, that's a buddy comedy that I've always wanted to see. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and it, like, really, I mean, she gets back together with the guy at the end, but, like, the movie is mostly not about her romantic relationships, which I appreciate. That's cool. About, like her work relationships and like uh, her relationship with a younger woman and her new job that uh, turned, well, whatever you're probably never going to see this movie, right? No. Yeah. It turns out she is this daughter that she had given up for adoption.
0: Oh
1: yeah. And so like they get to know each other again. And that's really like the, the, the primary relationship in the movie. And then the other stuff is kind of secondary to that, which I just, you know, appreciate in general and i really liked it and i cried a lot um and the other really good thing that i watched i watched this morning it was a movie called the laundromat which is actually steven soderbergh's most recent movie that i didn't know existed uh that just came out on netflix it's about kind of um are you familiar with the panama papers no Okay. So there was this data leak a few years ago, probably like 2016,
0: I want to say. I feel like I do know this, but it's so deep in my brain, I don't remember it.
1: Everyone like vaguely remembers what's happening, but no one like really knows what it was or like, you know, whatever. And basically it was this... Data leak from this law firm called Mossack Fonseca, which was based in Panama, um, and what they did is like set up all of these shell companies that enabled money money laundering and all sorts of stuff all around the world. Um, And so when the data leak happened, it revealed that, like, all of these people in power were, you know, laundering all of this money. Um, And, like, several leaders of companies, or or companies, not companies, countries actually wound up stepping down and all sorts of stuff. Although nothing, like, really came of it, you know. It's like we found out that all of the things that we suspected were happening were actually happening, but of course no one suffered any real consequences, but this is an interesting movie about kind of the, the lead up to that data leak. And uh, it's actually told from the point of view of the two guys from the law firm. Um, One of whom is played by Antonio Banderas, who's having a real Banderasance right now. Uh, and I am excited to see him work more cause I really enjoy him. He's great in this, but anyway, so they tell the story about how, you know, uh, rich people are living in this kind of alternate universe where there are no consequences or taxes and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but then also it's like this very like complex, multi-threaded story and, uh, Meryl Streep plays this woman who lost her husband in this like boating accident on this pleasure cruise on like George, which, um, the company that had insured the, that company that offered the cruise, like it turned out to be this like fraudulent thing. And so she started investigating this and, you know, I don't know, hard to describe, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, but probably would be pretty boring to most people actually. But I just I think that the way that the he managed to tell such a complicated story was really interesting and it could be a very interesting document of our times if um it doesn't disappear forever when Netflix inevitably disappears under the weight of its own debt. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. But uh those are the two really good things I watch. I watch some other stuff, but nothing really worth noting.
0: I did listen to... I started a good podcast that I think I didn't talk about last time called Bad Batch. Um, oh,
1: yeah. I've been kind of listening to that.
0: I binged it. It was pretty easy to get through. Uh, yeah. There's only one episode left that hasn't been released yet. I. It was. It was interesting. It's interesting and well done. It's about stem cells. Um, which I just didn't know anything about and never mm-hmm. even thought about before really um, well it's it's specifically about people um taking advantage
1: of how little is known about stem cells and stem cell therapy and right
0: it's about it's about one particular bad batch of stem cells right and, and that, how like, unregulated really the hurt yeah is. like they yeah. really hurt people and like basically how how could this have happened mm-hmm Oh, yeah. I like that. It's good. Yeah. I only listened to a couple of the episodes, but
1: they were interesting. I I find that stuff fascinating, but at the same time, you know, the healthcare stuff just stresses me out.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, okay. We did it. We did. Thanks for listening. Kara, do you want people to find you? No. Okay, cool. You can find me on Instagram at JordoPC. And we will be back in two weeks with Jawbreaker. Bye. Bye.